Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the moment has arrived. The Be Ready for the Moment podcast, hosted by the one and only Queen Ching and syndicated on the EAE radio network, which boasts over 10 million listeners and 40 licensed digital stations worldwide, baby. EAE radio, where music lives, people. And tonight, we're honored to have EAE Radio Zone. On the Verge, Indie Power Players, Anthony and Lana of A&L Music. Tonight, they speak their truth regarding their journey, their career expectations, their fears, and more. It's all positive on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast. Feel free to text your questions or comments to 323-553-5628. Anthony and Lana, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. How are y'all? Good, thank you. Doing well. Looking forward to being on the show. We're honored to have you. Thank y'all both for taking the time to chop it up with me. Why don't we go ahead and just jump right into it? Sure. So, how did 2015 treat your music career, and what are your expectations for 2016 thus far? Well, hey, Lana, why don't you jump in and say uh, some of the things that are highlights for uh, 2015 for us? Well, 2015, we did three singles. Um, we did three videos for each single, and they have amazing views on YouTube and on um, iTunes and everything. I think each song that Anthony writes gets better and better, actually. Yeah, and you know, we uh we ended 2015 with this latest song that we're pushing now. Uh it's our latest single called Hot Mess. So I think, you know, we really ended uh 2015 on a high note. We you know, we really started to get a lot of a uh, recognition for this song. I think, you know, we had a good foundation building on the other songs. And, you know, we're looking at 2016 as uh, another great year. We're hoping to, uh, to to push this into the spring and maybe have another tune and do some live shows this summer. Definitely. Awesome. And so how long have you two been working together? I think like three or four years, Anthony. Yeah, for sure, for sure, with, you know, with the jingles, starting with the jingles. Yeah, you know, okay. um, it's it's interesting. What happened is, um, as, as you know, I, I as you've seen with our, our press releases and some of the clients that we have in common, and that you know, I, I have a production background, and I one of the things I was doing was some some jingle work for some clients, and um, I ended up working with Lana on a couple jingles that have gained uh, some notoriety on on the East Coast, and okay. when I had come up with our first song. Um, I'm like, God, I wrote this song. I'm like, God, this would be perfect for Lana's voice. So that's how we got together um, was, hey, let's work on this one song. Let's see what happens and have some fun. And that's when we released our first song called Get Me a Drink. And it's kind of, we haven't looked back since. We've been moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. And Lana, what is it like for you? You're now working with Anthony, who's a 20-year veteran. I know you also are an award-winning artist. Anthony's been nominated uh, three times for Grammys. 
Um, what is that like for you? Is this your first time being in a duo? Um, it's, well, yeah, it's the first time being in a duo that we're actually recording our own music. I do have my own band that we do cover music, but this with Anthony is, um, it's challenging when he gets me in the recording studio, like he definitely, like he listens to it. He, you know, and if, if something's wrong or he thinks something can be better, he definitely pushes me. That's what I like about him, but He's really talented. His songs are really catchy. We have great reviews on them, and they're just a lot of fun to sing. I'll listen to it, and then, like, a couple of times we start recording it, it's like it's just so catchy. You can't stop singing it when you're done. So y'all just have that chemistry. Definitely. You know, and it's interesting, too. We we both bring different things to the table, which is which is great. I think we complement each other very well. Um I'm not used to playing out. I'm I'm used to being a studio person. So okay. you know, some of these select gigs that we've we've gone out and played, it it's great because I know that I don't have to worry about stage pre I mean, I don't say stage presence, but when Lana is just a, a superstar on the stage and you know, awesome. how she gets the crowd going and how she reacts and how she engages engages the crowd, I'm like, Great. I can just do what I I need to do, <laughs> you know. So, so it works it works really well in that regard. You know, I'm getting more comfortable as we do better, you know, in bigger shows. But, um, right. you know, it's great because that's her her element. She is in her element. So I'm used to the studio, so it really works together well. That's awesome. Just the perfect balance. So, I want to rewind the tape with you guys and. Uh, discuss y'all's childhood. I want to know how it infect, uh, it impacted both of you and how you feel um, influenced your career and did your parents contribute to your love for music? Well, my, um, I, I think like ever since I remember, I always wanted to be in the limelight. So I would always be like in musicals and school and stuff like that. And um, okay. I just, I think for as long as I can remember, I always wanted to sing. I would, like, sit upstairs singing to, like, Janet Jackson and Whitney Houston. And um, I don't know. I started just um, going to auditions um, probably around 18, 19 years old for different bands and um, did a couple bands. And the past band that I'm in right now has actually been for 20 years. So it's just something that I feel... I get better at every day, and when I do stuff like this with original music, it's actually just like a different feeling because it's something that you're putting in yourself instead of learning music that somebody's already performed. Right. It has that emotion, and you have that connection with it because it's your craft. Definitely. Yeah, it's a cool feeling and, to have people, you know, recognize you for your own stuff, you know, your own artist or creativity. Absolutely. And you know, uh, it's go on. Go ahead, Anthony. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, for for me, I, you know, I I'm a very I'm cliche, really a, a big cliche. I, I heard I heard the Beatles, and for some reason that just resonated with me. I was. I was into the Beatles and I was into Van Halen, you know, right when you know, right Van Halen was breaking and I listened to tons of Beatle music and, and that just got me really interested in music and writing and 
you know, the elements that make a really well-crafted song. And not comparing myself to the Beatles, but just their harmonies, their things really resonated with me. And that got me right. wanting to play the guitar. And, of course, playing the guitar, um, I also realized I wasn't going to be Eddie Van Halen. And that's what got me into the background scenes And when I was, you know, in high school of, hey, I'm going to learn about recording and learn about the behind the scenes. And, and that's kind of where my road went. But it was influenced heavily by the Beatles and, and, and pop music. And and then for Lana, that was Janet and Whitney. Um, and for as far as your family goes, did, did you have any influence from your parents or anyone in your family on either side? Not on my side, no. We just... I have, like, other brothers and sisters, and we kind of just did what we did, and no, not really so much influence. Okay. And how about you, Anthony? You know, um, I I don't know if it would be influence, but I definitely had support. You know, um, I, I wanted to be involved in, in music some way, and I, I played the trumpet in third grade. My parents were very supportive and making sure I had an instrument to practice on, you know, getting, making sure I practiced. Um, you know, it was funny. I was doing very well on the wind, on the, the brass instrument. I'm like, oh, but I want to play guitar. I want to play guitar. And my parents, you know, dangled <laughs> learning how to read music and all that other in front of me to make sure I reached a certain point before I could play the guitar. So, you know, I think they were somewhat supportive and smart about it, but, you know, um, once I picked up the guitar, that was it. I mean, I still played in the band in high school and even in the college. Um, but I, my my main focus was guitar, rock, pop, and all that. Okay, and um, where are y'all two originally from? Where is home? Buffalo, New York. And that's for both of us. Yeah. Awesome. Close to Niagara so, Falls, you know, it's by Niagara Falls in Canada. It's it's definitely on the opposite end of the state versus where New York City is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's really cool. And uh, what's it like out there? Is there a, a big music scene out there for um, indie artists, or what's it like? I think it's what do you, I think. It's a pretty big music scene. There's so many artists around here that are doing either cover music or original music. I mean, I feel that there it's a pretty big music scene. I agree. You know, I, I think one of the things that makes Buffalo um, a great music town is there are a lot of places to play. You know, uh, okay. I, I used to live in New York City. I used to live in San Francisco. And as the real estate values went up and the city was so insulated, you know, uh, New York is its on an island, so to speak, in, in Peninsula for San Francisco, all the great music venues were right. being bought up and turned into condos. With Buffalo, it's spread okay. out. There's There are enough places that you could play at a laundromat. You could play at a cocktail party. You could play at an awesome venue for a bar. There are a lot of places. And I think that that allows people to make a living. And it allows um, a, a couple different scenes. You got the cover scene, you've got the co- corporate cover scene, you've got the arty industry, you know, areas where it's it's a certain type of music in that area. It, it it's it gives a wide variety, so people have a a lot to choose from. 
So they're used to having a good music scene, and it also gives a lot of outlets for musicians to uh, to follow their craft. Awesome. So shout out to Buffalo, New York. I've never been, but hopefully I can someday visit, and I will definitely look up A&L Music. Yeah, you'll cool. love it. Definitely. Awesome. So... Um, I actually want to rewind just a second. Earlier you were mentioning uh, the Beatles and uh, some Whitney and some of y'all's inspirations. I was just wanting to know, what was the first cassette uh, that you ever purchased? Mine was actually, mine was actually Super Tramp. Awesome. Really? Yeah, it it was. <laughs> Super Tramps. Oh, God, I'm trying to think who – I remember, like, one of the first 45s that I bought. And it, I think That's I really didn't buy a lot of cassettes. I ended up buying vinyl and then taping it on the cassettes. Sense. Yeah. And I, I remember I, – I have, like, a, a Queen. It might have been Another One Bites the Dust or something. I had that 45. I had an ELO 45. And those were some of my first music that I bought. And then I – even though I was into the Beatles, I had, I think, a parent, one of my parents' Beatles albums that got me going. And then I bought Beatles albums and and things like that. I, I think I skipped the cassettes. Like I said, I used to make them myself. <laughs> that would definitely make sense for you. Well, that's awesome. I just like to know that about artists because I think it speaks volumes. And um, I would like to know, when was the moment, uh, we can start with you, Lana, that you just absolutely know or knew, if you can even recall, when you knew you wanted music just to be what you did for the rest of your life? That would be when I was in high school in 10th grade, and I was the lion in the Wizard of Oz musical. We just we had, like, packed house all days, and it's just, like, singing and then, like, just people clapping for you. I don't. I think I was just like born, like a natural ham. Like I just love being out in front of people and singing and performing and just making people happy. So I, that was, I, I think, would have to be like the first thing in my mind that, like, I kind of knew but, that's where I wanted to go. That's awesome. awesome. I didn't know that story. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I have a similar cool. story. You know. Mine wasn't, it was, um, I mean, I knew, I knew from like 10th grade on when I was helping do like recordings of our high school band and had access to all this equipment that I wanted to go behind the scenes. But I also, you know, I was in high school bands. I played in cover bands and originals in high school, but I really wasn't uh, in, you know, I didn't know about performing until my senior year, very similar to Lana's, I auditioned for Greece and you know, there was Very like a cool. sub. You know, there was a sub lead role of Johnny Casino, and he was the guy who sang the hand jive. And I remember going, "Can I do this?" And you know, we. I think opening night there was almost a thousand people in the auditorium, and and it was, you know, I'm like, if I can wow. do this and have fun, then maybe you know I can add some of this performance to my behind the scenes studio work. And I went out and we and I nailed it. It was so much fun. And then that kind of bit me by, like, Lana, I got bit by that bug of, <laughs> hey, it's kind of cool to be up on stage, <laughs> you know? And 
that's really ironic that both of y'all would uh, have a similar story like that. That's very cool. Yeah. And it's so, funny too. I just found a picture of that. Of of um, someone sent it to me. If, how many years ago? I don't know. Twenty years ago of me being on stage. It was it was pretty funny. You have to send oh, that's me. I want awesome. to see it. I, I will. I will. Yeah, you, <laughs> you're gonna have to post that for a throwback Thursday. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I want to know. I know y'all have a lot of successes. Y'all are doing a lot of great things. Um, but we can start with you, Anthony. What was something early in your career that was one of your biggest challenges? Challenges. Hmm. Well, you know it. it this this is I think was a big a challenge, but I, I nipped it in the bud so to speak after the first month. I remember I was 22 years old and I was hired um, as my first job right out of college for a record label in New York City, and and the, you know I was doing a lot of um, working with record labels, doing reissues and, and remastering and cleaning recordings up. But I was at, I was hired as a producer, and I was 22 years okay. old, and I remember walking into the studio. And having these engineers who were at the end of their career, who had amazing accolades of all the stuff that they've done, and me having to tell them, "No, I don't want it this way. I want it this way," and they didn't really right. listen to me, you know, until <laughs> after about the first week of spending all this time with one of the engineers. Um, and this has happened to me throughout my career, and I think that's just normal. People challenge you, but have proving myself with a, a, being able to hear something and demonstrating that I actually knew what I was talking about. And then it allowed me to actually okay. do my job and them to listen. But, you know, I was scared and, you know, trying to figure this out. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to go in there and do what I need to do and see what happens. And I was fortunate enough that it worked out. Absolutely. I could see how that would be challenging. And for you, Lana? Um. God, I'm thinking while you're talking, Anthony. I think that it would probably have to be the very, as much as I wanted to perform, when I got into one of the first bands, um, it was actually performing in front of like maybe three or 400 people. And I was the front person and I never looked at anyone and I could, like, I could sing but like nothing would come out of my mouth when it was time to like talk. I there was, wow. I was it, it's just weird. It's like I can sing no problem, but I couldn't talk. I couldn't like announce the band or announce any um anything going on, you know, in the bar. So I don't right. know. I would have to think like that was just my biggest challenge to overcome. Kind of like stage fright, but not so much with singing. Right. I was just like so nervous talking to people and now when I get on stage you can't shut me up I'm just like blah 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 so. you know it's funny it's like Lana it's like when you're in those dreams you know where you can't run away like yeah. your, your legs are moving but you're not, nothing's happening yes. you know it's like your but mouth your is opening but nothing yeah your feet are yeah. stuck in quicksand yeah it was it was definitely challenging because it was like that for a while until um we just started playing at the same places every month and then people became almost like family because you would see them every month so I got used to it well, that's awesome, and I know that's challenging to do as well and to shake that fear. Um, I think it's probably a little easier when you're lost in your music than when you have to speak directly, so I can I can relate to that for sure. Yeah, it really so, is. I would like to know when 
A&L Music is in the studio. You go in there, you know, you're, be, you're beginning to create your art and your craft. What are you feeling at that moment? What is the energy like? Hmm. I, I think, well, for me, um, like I said, it's like when I first hear the music, there's always something that grabs me, and then there's some things like, I wonder if I can sing it and I can have a problem singing it. So I'll listen to it. And like by the second or third time, I'm like, oh my God, this song just, you can't stop singing it. So I get into the studio and sometimes like I'm nervous because I'm not sure like if I'm going to screw it up. And Anthony's just like, all right, let's just, you know, try it and let's just, you know, do it. And it just, I think like we're not in the studio that long. Like it's just that easy. We just go together like peanut butter and jelly, I think. That's awesome. <laughs> That's totally cool. You know, it's interesting too. Like for this, this our our latest single, "Hot Mess." I came up with this idea, and I'm like, I, I just don't know. I I don't know. So I I, I was very nervous to send this on to <laughs> Lana. You know, I'm like, is she gonna like this? I mean, what? And she went nuts. She's like, this is great. And I'm like, Phew. you know, I I don't know how it would be taken, but it's turning out to be probably our most successful song so far. It's getting the most response. Yeah, in Europe. What what was that one we were on the chart for in Europe? It it's uh it's I forgot it's called Peak and I forgot what it stands for, but it's it's a chart of um all these different media and um bookers and people in in some of the southern countries of Europe and they they've been the one person who does the marketing for them Got our he got our on our we got on his radar at our last release, so I sent him the new release and then he started following everything and when the press hit and we started getting reviews he started taking all that into play and whatever the algorithm is um, it stayed on their charts and, and I mean with heavy hitters from Joe Bonamassa to Coldplay to Adele was on it Adele, Adele you know and you know wow. we peaked at seventy eight but I like you know we we. We're on it for six weeks, that and that was kind of in our pre-release of the song, so it was it was quite amazing. But it was tough to stay on the on that chart because that seventh week, like Adele, everybody came out with their releases, and there was like twenty or thirty huge artists that were trying to get in the pre-Christmas um, and New Year calendar. And so, how do you compete with some of these big people? But it was amazing I mean, that they uh, you know followed us and amazing. we made it. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean to even be on there six weeks with those artists—that's phenomenal. So, speaking of that song, EAE Radio has A and L Music Hot Mess in heavy rotation. And shout out to EAE Radio, the number one source for music branding and digital advertising, with over 10 million listeners worldwide. No shade to any other network. <laughs> but why don't we go ahead and let all the listeners hear this. I love this track. I think they're ready. Should we drop it on us? Cool. Stop it. Yeah. We have A&L Music with Hot Mess. Bad 
Like I was saying, EAE Radio has y'all in such heavy rotation. But they've they've been good to us. They've been very good to us. We love y'all's track, and we're honored to have y'all on board. Um, The chemistry is there. And for all the listeners that just heard Hot Mess, where can they stream and purchase that? Hopefully it's not streaming on any free platforms. (laughs) No, no. It's um, (laughs) – It, it's basically anywhere you can buy it, you can. It, it's it's available from Amazon to iTunes to some of these other sites, um, and then of course they can they can see the video for free and watch that on YouTube. But there's awesome. a buy link, so they can then buy it. <laughs> and Lana, I love your vocals. You have your swag on there, and Anthony, you're rocking out. I I love it. I wish y'all continued success. Thank you you so much. And so what is the next move or event planned for you guys? After this, I know it's 
blowing out of the water right now, but hopefully, I mean, do you plan to maybe get distributed through Capital Music Group and grow more with EAE management? Uh, what's your next chess move, or do you plan to stay independent? Hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I think we're just waiting. We're we're here looking for opportunities. You know what? You know, whatever comes our way that we think we could uh, have success with. I guess a lot of you know, like we're open to. You know, I, I know we want to play a little bit. You know, some live shows, and and we're definitely interested in doing more songs and more videos. Um, awesome. I don't know. We're open, right, Lana? I guess. What do you want to yeah. say on that? Yep, I agree with that. I mean, we're just happy doing what we're doing. And, I mean, when the right opportunity comes along, I think we'll know. Awesome. And I would like to know, how has your experience on EAE Radio been? You know, it's it's been really amazing. You know, um, and the fact that we're reaching as many people as we are through these, the radio stations that we're on, you know, um, it's, it's pretty amazing because we, I've gotten, you know, we've gotten fan feedback, you know, from our Twitter feeds. And I know we just started an Instagram account. I know you guys, that, that is a big, uh, social media platform that we've got to really explore, but to get people to tweet us or look at our Facebook page and say, I've just heard you guys on, you know, one Oh three, one, that's really right. cool. Yeah, it awesome. is. So shout out to EAE Radio. And yes, thank you for have, taking care of us. Absolutely, and major shout out to Renegade Revolt because they are beasting on all levels with the promo, baby. I see y'all's Twitter account lit. So shout out to EAE and Renegade Revolt. And I just have to ask, have you, Anthony and Lana, enjoyed being on the Be Ready for the Moment podcast tonight? Did I do a good job? Oh, you are amazing. Awesome. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Like thank I said, we're, we're definitely honored to, to be here chatting with you tonight. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you both so much. I've been looking forward to it. It has been a pleasure, and we are honored to have you on board. And for all the listeners out there, why don't you go ahead and tell them where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, Spell out your Twitter and Instagram handles clearly and slowly for them. Sure. It's um, capital A and then A-N-D, capital L, music. And that's for Twitter and for Instagram. A and the letter, you know, the word and L, music. And hit us up. Tell us you heard us tonight. And, you know, Tweet at us, like us on Instagram, and and uh, follow us. Everyone, go follow A and L Music right now, and please expect bigger and better things to come from this group. It's been a pleasure. Stay focused, and please keep in touch with us at EAE Radio on your journey. Thank you. You got so it. Much for everything. You got it, Lana. Thank you both. It's been a All pleasure. All right. Thank you. This is the official Boss Talk Radio host of Hot 94.7, EAE Radio, Houston's number one station for all the major hits. 
Follow my story daily on Instagram and Twitter at Q-W-E-E-N-C-H-I-N-G. Most importantly, download the banking new Emans Angels app from the Google Play Store for Android users and from the App Store for iPhone users. Stream from over 15 cities daily. Download the app today. Send the queen a message via the live chat button, and I'll respond right back. And you do know that. Thank you, A&L Music. Thank you. Thank you.